from the Club Drift Studio, exclusively on the Beer Garden Sports Network. It's time for your footy fix, so grab a cold one and get ready for footy and frothies. Welcome to this week's episode of Footy and Frothies. Uh, this week, yeah, you got me, Trev, and Barn, and on the phone, we've got Adrian, uh, or better known as the other guy. Uh, the reason why we've got him on the phone this week is because he's been tested uh, for Corona, COVID-19. Adrian, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. Just a bit of a sore throat and a tickly nose, but um, part of protocol. I've got to go stand in line and um, have some sticks up there, but... Uh, not the worst place I've been poked in my life, so we'll move on. Hopefully I'll see you in about 72 hours and I can be down the pub Saturday. Ah, awesome. Man. How's everyone else going? Barn, how are you? Oh, I'm tired and grumpy, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> All the numpties are back on the road and, yeah, <laughs> the school time traffic is just making my long days at work even longer. So looking forward to going home and having a decent night's sleep. I bet you are, mate. And, guys, I'm feeling uh, pretty good and feeling pretty pumped, especially after last weekend with the return of the footy. How good was it? Absolutely. Yeah, not awkward at all. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, with footy's back, and uh, it's a new age of footy from what we've seen. Um, much more straightforward footy, quicker play the ball. It's been exciting to watch. Uh, what's your big takeaways just in quickly of the, of the week, Trev? Yeah, mate, uh, what I thought of the week and was awesome. Uh, the six again rule is pretty great. Better than giving penalties away. I think like they end up saving over giving away 50-odd penalties throughout the whole round because of the six again. It allow mm-hmm. eyes up footy to be played. And obviously uh, Canberra was a big note of that and the way they played and, and the way they dominated the Storm because obviously the Storm didn't uh, transition as good. Yeah, mate, the footy on the weekend was brilliant. The, the speed of the play of the ball and the fatigue came back into the game, so I think any talk of the interchange changing anytime soon might have to be held off for a little bit until the boys get back to peak fitness. But oh, if that's what the season's got to bring, bring it on. I think, um, yeah, I think the sort of flute and the 10 interchange has been the right number now. Um, the courtesy of the stats that matter from Fox League, Ball in play was uh, two minutes forty nine seconds longer. Uh, average time between stoppages was up. Uh, average time in play between stoppages up ten seconds. Penalties per round down forty from last uh, from rounds one and two. Uh, total six again fifty three. Try scored after six again ten. Down half a point on bunker referrals, and up half a point point uh, five more tries is what they're trying to say. Um, so exciting footy. Let's play that in the stats. Um, should we have a quick run through of each each game from last week and what all of us thought of it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so let's uh, begin with the Parramatta game. Parramatta and Broncos. Yeah, so you, uh, was Broncos 6, Eels 34. Uh Bit of a, a massive blowout, actually, compared to what we were thinking before the game. I think we all tipped the Broncos in that one. But... Um, yeah, the, the fatigue really got into the Brisbane pack early, I think around about the 25-30 minute mark, and the Eels were relentless all night. Yeah, mate. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, sorry, Adrian. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I'll hand you the baton now. You go, you tell me when to talk. Yeah, no, definitely. So, uh, I thought the Eels were brilliant. Uh, their defence was on point, mate. And uh, as you already mentioned, Barn, the Brisbane forwards were all puffing. Yeah. And they could tell straight away because the first try came from the Eels getting three consecutive resets of sixes. And, uh, and it was great to watch because they had Brisbane on the back foot the whole time and they just looked too big, too quick. Everything about them was just better and their fitness was way better. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Adrian? Uh, I wonder whether, as you both know, I love the Broncos coming in this week and I love the first two rounds. And I think, and we'll talk about this after this, uh, they're back to the drawing board. I don't know if they can afford to carry as many big boys now. Um, obviously, having Fafita back eventually will help that a little bit, but I don't know if they can really carry the extra prop on the bench and, and the other big boys in the back row. Um, Parramatta were pretty good. They're two to game. Small forwards. Ryan Madison's probably one of those favourable forwards in the game now. And, uh, and they're only going to get Nathan Brown back in a few weeks. I think this will suit him as well. So good signs for Para. Yeah, definitely. Some no- other notable stats out of the Turpin making 64 tackles. Looks like mm-hmm. now he might miss four to six weeks, but we can get to that. Um, the injury's a bit worse than they originally th- first thought. Uh, Mahoney made 38 tackles coming back from a broken foot, and um, he was ultra impressive, I thought. I read Mahoney. Like, yeah. like he's awesome. Uh, like, if he's not the Queensland number nine come origin time, and that, like, I was surprised he wasn't picked last year in the origin series because they really needed someone. But at the moment, if he just keeps on doing what he's doing here, he should be in Kevin Mulder's squad come into the year for the origin. I think it's his spot to lose. Uh, they're already talking so. him and uh, Harry Grant. If Harry Grant takes to do it, but uh, I think it's Reid Mahoney's spot to lose. Oh, that's right. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, ha- people are obviously going to go with Harry. Like, well, think of Harry because obviously he came out of the Melbourne Storm setup and what he did on the weekend for the Tigers. And obviously, we'll uh, get to that shortly. But uh, at the moment, Reid Mahoney's the man for me for Queensland. But uh, one thing that also impressed me, guys, uh, was uh, again, Mike Acevo scoring a try. And uh, uh, that first try he scored uh, for the Eels, uh, he was standing flat-footed when he got the ball and he jumped and scored. Like, I know we see plenty of wingers running down the sideline and jumping from, like, 10 metres out to avoid the corner post. But for him to just stand there flat-footed and do it, that's a different that's a different skill altogether. Yeah, he's a scary talent on his day. That's definitely for sure. Um, as as uh, Craig Coleman said uh to us on another podcast at the beginning of the year. Only Mike Acevo can score the tries that Mike Acevo scores. <laughs> Fair way to sum it up. Yes, yeah, so, um, Gutho ran over 250 metres. Uh, Hass was pretty good, but I think he got tired and Carrigan was, uh, again, really impressive. I think he's um, obviously he's got the captaincy there, so they've got the high wraps on him and he looks a good one going forward. But, um, yeah, yeah, there is probably that. Just with half game time, there is probably the element of forgiveness a bit. I mean, we forget, I guess, there's six weeks between games as well. So some of these blokes will get better. But um, oh, I think the writing's in the wall for some people as well. Yeah, um, Eels dominated possession and dominated that game. Six tries to one, so. No, definitely, guys. But we'll go on to the next game. Uh, Barn? Yeah, Cowboys 36, Titans 6. Another one, uh, six, six tries to one. Um, around the same sort of possess- uh, possession marks as well, around 65 to 35. 
Um, Titans didn't help themselves at all. They shot themselves in the foot a few times. There was a the comic. There was a run there for a couple of minutes. That I remember I, I had a good laugh to myself when they jumped into each other and they threw two forward passes within the space of about five minutes. But um, Fogarty wasn't. Um, he, he looked like he may have a place down the track. He obviously got to find his feet. He went okay. But Valentine Holmes was the star of the show with uh, Reese Robinson and Hooker, I think, for the Cowboys. Adrian, what was your thoughts on the game? Uh, I agree. I think um, well, Titans, I know they played first, so they got to showcase it, but I think the value of the second hooker was on show there. Robson was great. Um, I think a lot of teams are going to copy that. Uh, I think Drinkwater was good again. The new pet plays clearly the uh, long ball to Hampton. But Hampton could have scored another two tries if a few of them hit. Uh, but they were pretty good, and they did it with um, JT off injured for about, I think he was off for about half an hour. Uh, and then he was awesome when he came back on. Yeah. Uh, I want to just mention that uh, the Titans, I thought, looked better than they had. I thought um, Brian Kelly's got something there. Taylor at six had something in his combinations with Hitgrave. Uh, and Clifford was good as well. But I think they, there was the first game as well. We just saw how momentum's going to be so important now. It was before, but now it's like once momentum's gone, it's out the window. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, like I thought the Titans... They can work towards something like Justin Holbrook. He has his work cut out for him, and then they got to restart again, especially after because it's been the season two point zero. And yeah, but, uh, like you know, he can work towards something, build on something. There it just comes down to again the players' attitudes. Just also to mention, uh, Jason Tomaloma in that second half, he ran for over two hundred meters. Yep. Just, yeah, that was in the space of about 20, I think it was 24 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Like, unbelievable. He's a freak, isn't he? Oh, how, oh, so absolutely. hard to stop. They just they hit him with two and three blokes and he keeps going. So. No, that's right. Okay, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, Roosters 28, Souths 12. Uh, five tries to two. Uh, I think the scoreline might have flooded Souths a little bit. I think the Roosters were pretty dominant in this game. Your thoughts? Yeah, mate, I thought the Roosters had done really well. I just want to congratulate Trent Robinson. Okay, everyone was talking, how are the Roosters going to not give away penalties to get their defensive line reset? He's found out a way. Boys, be offside. Give a penalty for being offside because that's not six again and then we can reset. And they done that quite a bit in that first half where they were getting penalised for being offside. So smart, smart coaching. I have to say. Adrian, what was your thoughts yeah. on the game? Uh, I thought it was the best Flanagan's looked for the Roosters um, easily, which I guess when you've got enough ball, you're always going to look that good in the second half. But it was pretty good. To, uh, Brett Morris is a freak. Uh, both the Morris brothers were as good as they have been ever. Um, really, really good. Uh, I couldn't find like It's weird. I could find positives for the Titans, and I couldn't find any for South. I see they're going to move Cam Murray back into the middle now. Um, the trail looked good for about five minutes, but... Greg Fitness caught up with him quick there and he went and disappearing second half and it was just a teddy show for the first 10 minutes of the second half. I know all the talks going to be about Turbo, but the incumbent New South Wales fullback's still pretty good. No, that's right. Uh, James Tedesco, he's uh, still the man. Uh, I, I believe he had that number one jersey wrapped up bar an injury. Just a question to ask you, both you gentlemen, and I know everyone's asking the question, but how long can Wayne Bennett give Latrell before moving him back to the centres? Uh, wins and losses are matter. 
as long as they start winning, it won't. If they lose four in a row, he's going to have to. Yeah, you wouldn't think you'd go much past seven, round seven or eight, so probably another three to four weeks. Um, at least then he can say he's given him a pretty good shot at it, you know what I mean? And then they've got enough time to make it right if it's if it does all go wrong. No, that's right. Like, me personally, like I know Latrell can play the position, but at the moment Ooh. he's just not fit enough. He needs a full pre-season to get in condition yeah. to play full-back. Yeah, but we were talking about this yeah. but, uh, when he was in the off season, when he when he'd signed to go there, so he's had a bit of time there. Obviously, not actually on the field, but um, friend yeah. friend tackled his backside off again with fifty five tackles. Um, Cook made a few more uh, up around the fifty mark as well, which I think blunted his attack a little bit. Um, was was ex- I think we were all expecting big things from Damien Cook's running game in this game, which didn't eventuate. No, I thought Cook was a bit. A, 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 bit, uh, a bit disappointing. Um, just back to the trail as well. Um, there was a few guys I noticed that came back really fit. Like it took years six weeks to get fit. I think Fisher Harris was one for Benrith. Um, there was a couple of others that just came back and looked. Uh, there was another guy we commented on in the. Um, I can't believe it was when I was sitting there watching possibly Sharks game come back looking fit, and Latrell came back Hello looking way. like Latrell. Like it's not like he could have spent six weeks just getting really shredded, and he didn't. Um, we know what he did do, but I just thought that that was a bit disappointing when he had the opportunity. To, you know, if you if you're serious, go and drop another ten kilos, come back at ninety eight, and then and then prove people wrong. Oh, but um, percent. Yeah, um, but yeah, I agree. Cook be disappointing, uh, and like I said, I struggle to. But Cam Murray's awesome, but apart from that, I struggle to take too many positives for South, yeah. and I they so might struggle to make the eight. So yeah. uh, a positive I got for South Sydney is I thought Troy Duggan did all right on debut for him in 5'8 to replace Cody Walker. He did look okay, yeah. And, uh, like, like in patches, as you said, Barn, in patches he looked good and he just needs more game time in the top grade. Oh, it'd be hard, be really hard to come into first grade and have to push your team around the field, mate. Oh, it but is. At the end of the um, game, actually, I, I did take note that uh, Flanagan looked quite emotional in his um, interview at the end of the game. So I think that was his first NRL win. So um, well done to him. And obviously a lot of yeah, pressure on a young bloke coming through. But, um, yeah, one of my best moments of the weekend actually was that Brett Morris moment where he's run down two centres that are 10 years he's younger and then got up and made the next tackle after that. It was absolutely brilliant. So. Uh, moving on to the Warriors and the Dragons. Uh, Warriors 18 over the Dragons nil. Uh, Warriors, ultra impressive, guys. Uh, they were. Like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I turned it off after the first try. Okay. Because when I saw Duffy drop that ball and all he had to do was regather it, I just knew from that very moment it wasn't going to be the Dragons' day. Okay. Like, I'm not a Dragon supporter, but I think quite a few of those players need a good reality check, a good long hard look at themselves in the mirror because at the end of the day, just their attitude. I think the attitude is very poor. Yeah, there was no energy, was there? And it was hard to pick a standout performance, obviously, when you get beaten to nil. But um, McGuinness with 75 tackles, that's obviously a massive standout. I don't know how you do that much work, fair dinkum. And um, the Warriors didn't make a mistake until there was five minutes left to go in the game, I think it was. So. Yeah, at, at one stage, I think they were 44 from 44 sets. No, got the yeah. most, it's the record for for the highest completion rate for an NRL game. So yeah, nearly ninety six percent. Yeah, now like, that's pretty good. The only disappointing, like on, I've always been a firm believer. Stats can say whatever you want. That is a brilliant stat, but 
even though they got the win, they should have had more points on the board. I agree with that. If you given, uh, if you gave, I guess any of the top ten teams even forty four sets straight with no errors, what would, how many points would they have put on? The more I thought about it, how many points would they have put on St George? Like if Parramatta had forty four straight sets, they win by seventy. Oh, easily, that's right. Uh, uh, and you could probably say that for most teams. That was the only drawback. But I guess you know what the Warriors have had a rough time. We all gave them the wooden spoon, and I think you've got to start somewhere, and that's a start. Um, Dragons just look like, and when we tipped them, all tipped last week, I think I just forgot how bad they were the first two rounds. But like they're untippable now. I don't know how McGregor has a job, to be honest, and I can't think he's going to have one team. And, but you, you got blokes here like Hunt and Norman. What they're probably on nearly two mil between them. Um, compare their efforts to Tom Trevojevic in last minute when they're leading by 30. So oh, definitely. There's, there's, there's some people that want to be there, but the, co- the cover defence wasn't there unless it was Frizzell or Sims, and even then they weren't really there this week. Um, I've struggled to find too many apologies. I don't know how they get out of it, to be honest with you. Um, they might be like this for a few years, yeah. Yeah, no, mate, the thing that annoys me, and I mentioned it earlier on, the players' attitudes got a lot to do, got a long, hard look at themselves. At the same time, McGregor, as coach, he was a great player. I'm not saying he doesn't know how to coach, but they've had that many, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? They've had that many uh, like inquests or reviews. Inquiries. Inquiry, and that, yeah. like basically over their dragons when they go over each season. You know, they've got rid of coaching staff, assistant coaches. They've got rid of that many different backroom staff people, but he still has his job. Now, I believe, and this is no disrespect to him, they had a great coach on their hands back at the end of 2016 when they had Jason Demetrio when he was coaching the Cutters. They won the grand final that year. Now, Jason Demetrio is going to still tip take over from Wayne Bennett, even though they've got it on paper and all that, we all know what is a contract worth these days, It's or an agreement on paper, like it's not much, but Jason Demetrio should have had the Dragons job from 2017 moving forward, but unfortunately, didn't get given it, went up to the Broncos, now he's back at South Sydney with Wayne, and he's the man to take over from uh, Wayne Bennett. Yeah, I'm, I'm super surprised McGregor's still there. Um, the, the supporters seem to be calling for his head pretty much every year that he's been there, so it's, um, <laughs> it's pretty concerning. Uh, yep. uh, Nick Arima looked actually pretty settled in at half, which was a big plus for the Warriors. And um, Torhu Harris had one of turned back the clock and had one of his better games in a long time with 48 tackles and 20 hit-ups. So. Um, your man, mm. Wade Egan, on your bench and super coach with 43 tackles as well, so... Uh, impressive yep. effort from a he's a, one of the smaller hookers too so that's um that's quite impressive okay now we'll move over on to the next game Barn what yeah so we watched this one in my garage and that $20 I've got in my wallet you know you can't get that until you've been cleared alright so <laughs> just, leave it, just leave it in the letterbox box. <laughs> no 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 mate we're gonna, get, we're gonna get the photo okay. put it up on the page so yeah you so, Sharks 16, uh, Tigers 28, five tries to three. Um, I was 
a scra- it's a pretty scrappy game in part. Um, there was some really good moments of football, and then there were some ultra unimpressive moments, with, which left both of us um, saying some naughty words at the television. Uh, Tigers were uh, Benji was good. Tigers were pretty impressive uh, for a majority of the game. Sharks probably only played about fifteen minutes of fo- uh, decent football, I think, and um, even that was poor in part. Uh, your, what was your take on it, uh, Daggy? Uh, I thought I'll start with Sharks first. Wade Graham was their best. Yep. Um, uh, Will Kennedy had a shocking start, but he actually played all right after that. And um, can I just ask, is anyone side of Sean Johnson yet? No, I didn't see him. Did you see him out there, Joe? Still looking. Oh, sorry, Shadow. <laughs> Tried Leave it to the port side on Was it his cardboard cutout? I don't know. But I, I guess, uh, you know, he's getting paid big money and he's just not stepping up. Yeah, this game should shoot him, really. And, and the amount of ball they had the back end of that second half in the first, the start of the, the back end of the first half, I should say, the start of the second half. And he wasn't involved at all. Uh, Benji and Brooks are good for the tags. Uh, Brooks from the start ran the ball as much as I've ever seen him run it. It's obviously his new MO to look for some of that. He sucks about this year, I think. Looking at the field stuff. Oh, Harry Grant was good. Like I thought, like you know, as you mentioned, Harry Grant. But I, I thought Benji turned back the time, turned back the clock. Obviously, he's, he hasn't got his speed like he used to, but he's grown into the veteran that he is and guiding that young Tigers around the park. You know, and another good thing, and I got to give it to him. And that I know there's been brilliant plays. During this week, but my play of the week goes to him when he done that captain challenge when the referee couldn't count five <laughs> properly, and and that because he said fifth and last early when it was only the fourth tackle they get the ball back on the proper fifth and last and they score and off. They it. score, yeah. yeah. So that, that's my play of the week to Benji. Yeah, now, uh, which is impressive because there's some captains in there which probably couldn't count to five, but um. I thought LOA was awesome. He was really good. And I didn't realise, so I was just going over the game tonight, all three of our back row played 80 minutes. I thought that was um, really impressive in the, under the new game. Do you reach out and uh, Adam Dewey, boys? Yeah. No, still off him. I'm still off him at the moment. Well, Adam Dewey, you know, like he's still uh, finding his feet there at the Tykes, but he'll get there. I saw uh, Corey Thompson's link to the Titans now. Uh, yeah, it might be very soon. Yeah, there's still talk of it. And it doesn't surprise me either. Like, uh, my, my, my thing is, him going to the Titans uh, allows uh, Josh Reynolds to come in and play because then they can move players around. People say, well, yeah. they let Corey Thompson go. Well, end of the day, he's less money. you got Josh Reynolds there who's on big money. He can't play a reserve grade, so you've got to find him a place in the 17 somewhere. I'll, um, we'll talk. Actually, we'll, I'll touch on some news after we get through the rest of these yeah, games. Yeah, no, definitely. That's all right. A few more there. Sorry, that's my fault as well. Getting excited. Uh, any other takeaways from this game? Um, Luke Garner was ultra impressive to my eye, and um, Twal as well for for the Tigers. Dugan mm-hmm. um, had two tries and um, patted a bloke on the back as he scored against him. And, um, yeah, that was about it. As I said earlier, I thought the Tigers were dominated the majority of the game. The Sharks probably were lucky to get the 16 points that they got because uh, they were just stop-start all night. Yeah, no, I just thought the Sharks, Sharks just need to have a good long, hard look. If anyone wants to say uh, what's going on, uh, I know we 
touched on it last week with uh, Bronson Sherry. That has not derailed their season. No, because the Sharks haven't been in a good position at all this year. No, of course not. No, that's exactly right. So you can't blame what's happened uh, with Bronson Sherry for the way they're playing. They just need to, again, just have a good, long, hard look at themselves and just uh, fix up. And obviously, uh, as we mentioned before, Sean Johnson, he just he's earning the big money. He needs to do more of an impact. For yeah, sorry. Also, the, the middle of their defence is soft now. Um at times, whereas if uh, Pryor and Gallon were there, one or two of those tries the other night weren't, weren't going to get scored, you know what I mean? So Definitely. They need to sort of do something oh. with that middle defence. Okay, let's go move on to the next game. Storm Raiders. Storm 6, Raiders 22. Ultra impressive from the Raiders. Oh, sure was. How good was George Williams? Yeah, he um, looks looks to me like... Um, actually, I was having a conversation with our mate, um, the Raiders' tragic Dino. Dino. He's, um, he's mentioned a resemblance to me with uh, George Williams and um, Nickel Clockstad that one of the plays <laughs> they put on looked like Ricky Stewart and Brett Mullins. I think he might have a Ooh. bit too much of the Raiders' virus about him. But um, <laughs> one thing I would say is that I think Ricky Stewart's finally found a halfback that he likes to have as a coach. Um, he's gone through quite a few of them in his time, but... I think this was basically his prototype. He just wants the tough as nails, uh, bloke, good defence, solid running game, and um, you know has a bit of game sense about him. So I think um, he's going to enjoy coaching George Williams. Oh, definitely. And with this six again rule, teams have had to readjust. And as I said on Saturday night after the game, and I put it on my own social media platforms that. The heads-up style of footy is going to suit these Super League players. And quite a few people have mentioned it, how it reminded them how this round was played. Reminds of quite a lot of Super League. Because over in Super League, guys, it's not as structured. They play off the cuff, heads up, and they play what's in front of them. The NRL over the last 10 years or so has been so structured that, and so like computerised that manufactured sterile yeah uh, like sterile. it's just yeah. out the back out the back block plays out the back I'll kick you know and then let's just repeat and let's just do it all again and see if we can do it what I'm really happy about is that Ricky Stewart has got George Williams Ricky Stewart was one of the best halfbacks ever to play eyes up footy he, George Williams is learning from Ricky and that his game should go to the next level I'm not going to get carried away with George not because you know it's still early on in his NRL career but End of day, he comes from a great system there at Wigan. He had plenty of success, won two grand finals, lost two grand finals. He's been in the uh, national setup over there in England since 2015. You know, he's only ever going to get better. And quite a few yeah. people were knocking him. And I remember when Josh Hodgson first came down to Australia to play, he was playing at whole KR. He had the knockers. Everyone goes, he's not even the best in Super League. He has come down here. He's learned his trade now. He's like, the, at the moment, one of the top three hookers in the world, if not top two easily. So, mate, I'm really excited to see the progression of the Raiders, especially under these new rules. Yeah, I, I want to add, I agree, I agree. I wanna, we'll come back because I want to talk about the cross the board that's changed after we get through our, our round wrap. Because uh, uh, I want to talk a bit later that. But uh, Rapana was good on, on return. Um, chucked in last minute. The Raiders cover defence. I went back and watched a bit more of it. The, um, 
Melbourne had a few chances and just there's some scramble, there's some stuff from and it was in the garage just a couple of a couple of times we've gone, who was that? Who was that that made the cover tackle or held up a couple of blokes and um their, their scramble was pretty good to keep it away. Um interesting to where Melbourne go now, son. Yeah, well um do I don't think the storm were that bad, to be honest. I know Bellamy came out yeah. and said they were embarrassing and all the rest of it, but um, you know they didn't make they made half the missed tackles of some of the teams running around, and there there were a few more errors than you know the probably average, maybe a bit high on the error count, but I don't think they were that bad. I think the Raiders were just so dominant. And, um, I think that, I think that's what I was getting at with Melbourne. I think Raiders defence was just as good as attack, and the program missed a bit. Yeah, oh, definitely. the Raiders' attack was red hot. The 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 real rules just seem to suit them. They've got the the back rowers that are big, but they're not too big. They got most the whole pack's got big motors. Uh, they got the two running halves, which is um, we at the beginning of the year you would have looked at that as maybe a detriment to a side. Whereas now, where it's a bit where it's not as structured anymore, it's probably a well, it's a massive advantage. I think um, yeah. Running halves and hookers are now the most important players in the game, I think. So, oh, sure is. But um, yeah, no, Raiders was ultra impressive. Um, you can see why they've been pushed into favourites in the market. Yep. Our next game, uh, Panthers Knights draw for the weekend, boys. Draw, draw, draw. Who would have picked a draw? <laughs> Wouldn't think there would have been many of them. Adrian, I'll go for yeah, uh, the Knights group was great because half time I thought, oh, what's going on here? You lose your half back, you lose your hooker. Um, and their grit to come back, Glasby was great. Yeah, your man Tex was very good on debut, too. What can I say about Tex Hoy? Tex the Mex. He seemed pretty yeah, you know good and tried to stand up and take, take ownership, too. Oh, he did, mate. Like in those later on, when the game got down into the dirty end of the game and in those championship rounds, you know, like you got a rookie directing play. It looked awesome. I, uh, I agree. I, I love that as well. Like he wanted the ball. In the, in the extra time, he wanted the ball. Um, that was great. And, you know, kudos Matt Burton did too. Uh, he, he smoked all of his six shots. He just couldn't get one straight. Oh, but, um, Matt Burton. I, I, I think he was good. Uh, Steve Crichton, they've got someone there. He'll end up a fullback eventually. But good player. And Capel and Yo for Penrith busted their asses. Um, I think Penrith, either halfback plays, if either halfback plays, the team with a halfback wins, um, I think. Uh, and But that said, I think Penrith probably should have, uh, both teams scale defence good, Penrith probably should have put the nights away. And uh, I'm a bit, bit concerned about how they might go this week as well. Yeah, mate, well, to be honest, I, I thought when Penrith got out to a 14 0 lead, Newcastle had their backs up against the wall. Luai disappeared. He had the number mm-hmm. seven jersey on. And, I, and I'm not uh, dissing Luai at all. He's a good player. But what I think under these new rules, when Cleary comes back, I wouldn't be too surprised if he goes into the number 14 jersey to come as that impact player off the bench. Yeah, that's... And that'll suit Sorry, it surprised me that Luai didn't take a shot out of the six or five or six that they had, um, considering he's had a lot more first-grade experience than Burton. Oh, um, definitely. I expected Burton to run a little bit more, but um, I think obviously he didn't get any help with uh, Luai going missing on his outside. So, um, yeah, the, as Daggy said, Yo and Capewell look good, look the goods. Um, that's going to be a combination 
teams are going to be looking for, as I just mentioned before, the the back rowers that maybe are that fraction smaller, but they have that massive motor. So, no, definitely. And uh, guys, we'll move on to the last game, uh, the Manly and the Doggies. Yeah. So, um, how good was Tommy? <laughs> yeah. What can you say about uh, Tommy Turbo, mate? mate Tom- everything he touched turned to gold. Two tries, three assists. It's not the first time he's done it in his career, and I'm pretty sure it won't be the last time he does it. Um, what impresses me is the way he just sort of cruises behind the play, and it doesn't look like he's putting any effort in, and then within two or three steps, he's got the ball and he's gone. So, oh, and he, just spends, he spends a lot of time directing um, the dummy half as well. He's like behind the ruck, even when he's not involved. He's, uh, he's pointing or getting people the ball out to where it needs to be with Jake or whoever it might be. No, that's right. And Tom, Tom's like one of those guys, you know, like he's very calm. He's a cool head. He very rarely gets rattled on the field. And when even when things aren't going his way, he's still calm. And just some of the passes and putting players through gaps. And, mate, he's just a natural – he's not just an athlete. He's also an all-around footballer as well. It's very rare these days that you get – you either got the athlete or you got the football, but to me, he's both with everything he does. So he, he's awesome for him. I, I feel that as good as uh, Jake is, I, I believe that uh, if Manly lose Tom, that they will struggle. Yeah, hard to argue. Super hard to replace a talent like that. Um, at least in your forward pack, you can sort of absorb it, as they've got some of the better <laughs> better forwards running around as well in that in that team. So. Is, um, is Curtis Sheridan one of the most underrated forwards in the game? Didn't he have a game in a oh, half? He, he, he played awesome, Curtis. But, um, Joel Thompson did pretty much the same same kind of stuff on the other side, just didn't score a try. So, yeah. you know, it's, um, yeah, they were they were super impressive. Um, like, Melly's just going to fly under the radar. They got the Des factor. Um, as most people know, like I was involved with the Blacktown Workers Seagulls last season and I, I got to see a little bit of firsthand what happens out at Manly and... Mate, I wouldn't be surprised if they're pushing top four if everything goes their way again. Uh, I think they'll be in the grand final. Oh, mate, they'll be up there. Don't you worry. They're them in Canberra. Yeah, I haven't changed my opinion yet. Um, obviously, coming off this weekend, yeah, man. Uh, Parramatta and Canberra look firming as well. Any hope for the Bulldogs? Uh, I thought Sue was good off the bench and um, Averillo, they've got something there. I don't know what it is yet. I think he might Pouring be back, back up this week. to be honest. Um, he's got that quick, very quick acceleration, so could be suited to him, put a little bit of bulk on him and make him make a few more tackles. But um, Tolman, 52 tackles coming back. Um, he's just a, a workhorse. They do have... He's a ranger, that's why. That's right. The <laughs> rangers go harder, do they? Rangers go hard. Yeah, right. uh, every, footy, every footy team needs a ranger. Yeah, but he's not as mad as most of them. No, he's very... Uh, but you know what? His stats say something different. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does do the work, that's for sure. He's a workhorse. Um, so that we'll, uh, we'll get we've spent a bit of time on our review. We'll, we'll rush through a few things here to get into this week um, before time gets away from us too much. Quick bit of quick, quick bit of signing news: Kyle Felt and Shane Wright have re-signed with the Cowboys. Um, Fowler Masili's gone on loan from the Roosters to the Warriors for a month. Uh, Suley's re-signed with the Seagulls, turned down a big money contract from Dragons Boys. Yeah, I would, 
he's um he obviously enjoys being with Des. Um, it seems to bring the best out of him too, Des. He's had he had a few issues earlier in his career, but um, I oh, mean he's enjoying his football over at Manly. Like in the day when it came out, the reports that he had signed with the Dragons, like Manessi Fenu and even his dad uh, got on social media saying it was full of crap, basically. And they are outing people for saying, yeah, you're all full of crap. He hasn't signed. He's going to stay with Manly. Yeah, right. And I remember reading it on Instagram and I thought, well, Manessi and his dad would know better than anyone else. You would think so. So to stay exactly. with like, I know myself, like Manly have a great culture and they're a good club. And, mate, as if you would not love the Northern Beaches. Aren't you? you go to work over there sometimes, don't you? Yeah, the view's good. I'm not I'm not too fussed on the traffic and few of the um, few of the locals around there. But <laughs> well, the bonus is he doesn't have to go and come back to Western Sydney afterwards. Um, we I just wanted to get both your opinions. Uh, so after we've said it's only a weekend, uh, is there a couple of teams that are now back to the drawing board from each view, and is there a couple of teams that, in your opinion, their stocks have just uh, gone up? No, Trev, you can go first. Yeah, I think Melbourne will have to go back to the drawing board. Uh, mm-hmm. like, even though Canberra were pretty good, and I'm not taking anything away from Canberra, but out the back, out the back, and they couldn't slow down the ruck either. I, I think Melbourne just have to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. Think- and you got uh, someone on the app? Beg your pardon? And someone on the app for us? Or? Um, no, not really, mate. I, I just think Melbourne will be the main team we'll have to go back. Like, even though there were teams that had lost on the weekend, I think that was just the way they played was normal, but it was really evident that Melbourne struggled uh, with the up-tempo of the game. Bye. Yeah, well, um, obviously uh, my, t- my team, the Sharks, probably there looks like it's, they've been at a bit of a disadvantage there. Um, as I said, the, the middle was already a worry in the first two rounds, and Added fatigue's only going to make it more of a worry for that team. Um, and the team that I think is going to get a good kick out of it's going to be the Cowboys, especially if Val is, to my eye, on um, on the weekend, he looked like he was coming back into some pretty serious form. And we all saw what that was like at the back of 2016, uh, sorry, 17, 18. So, yeah, um, I think the Cowboys, big winners. I agree. I thought the Cowboys are the ones that are now you're looking at in the eight. Um, obviously, we've talked about Drinkwater enough and Ben Hampton finding his feet out there, but um, the two hookers work well together. The right size, back row, um, especially once they get JT back as well. And um, Val just gives them back a bit of X Factor. Um, and I agree with, uh, with both Melbourne Sharks, and I'd probably add South to that mix now. Thank you, pardon. What was that last bit? South. And I agree with what you said is uh, on the way down, uh, but I'd, I'd add South to the the ones who now are going to struggle, I think, for a while. Yeah, they'll struggle for a little bit. Not like uh, South will struggle. Oh, Wayne Bennett just has to come up with something a little bit different. But we'll see what happens. We're just coming out of that. Is there anything that you guys can see coming out of um, out of the rule changes? Because obviously you mentioned one before with the penalties on your own line to try and obviously so you still get that break rather than the six again. Um, obviously the wrestle on the ground's a big no-no now, so you that's out straight away, but just something that um, 
I can see happening is rather than guys, they're going to start the underhooks under the arms again and holding guys up in a tackle and doing the, the waltz, the one, two, three, four, spin around a little bit before they try to put them on the ground. Yep. Um, which might just be able to, you know, get a little bit of time back in that ruck. But I don't know, I'm a, I'm massive in favour of it. It looked brilliant to the eye. Oh, it looked great to watch. And, and as you said, but I mentioned earlier, uh, teams are deliberately being offside, giving way to penalties to reset. Uh, I think that's something they may have to look at. But again, depends wherever you are when you're giving it away. Like, is it a blatant offside where you're going to stop a try? Or is it offside because you just you want to rest? Yeah, that's right. So it's up to the referee's discretion to uh, have a look at that if it's worth uh, putting people in the bin. But, you know, obviously not straight away, but if it's going to happen quite a constant and it's a constant thing, well, that's something they need to look at is probably 10 minutes in the bin. Yeah, and it's going to be that, it's going to be that uh, hard balancing act with obviously Cook Fords in the 38th minute and stuff, but whether they are just lagging behind or whether they're offside. Um, with the eyes up footy comment, uh, who are the players you think it's going to suit? Like you talk about George Williams, obviously someone like a Benji Marshall. Um, are there some players who's, who, maybe from a super coach point of view or from a stocks point of view, are going to do well? Dylan Brown is awesome again. Uh, and the blokes that say the Dragons might want to go overseas and look for you'd know better than us. But I was thinking, oh, we obviously the Josh, the Josh Reynolds was one that actually would suit. This sort of footy. Yeah, Josh would um, set up eyes up footy any day of the week. I, I even think uh, Reed Mahoney from Parramatta, it would suit him as well. Like, he, even though he's a young, young head and he's came through the systems where it's all been uh, structure, 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 but I, I think uh, he does that ha- does play with that eyes up as well. What about a Blake Austin? Blake Should Cosby trying to get him back? Blake Austin uh, would be good uh, for this type. He's been doing well, well, up until COVID and that. Like, he's enjoying his time over in the UK. Uh, I, I think uh, at the moment, I don't think he would come back, only for the simple fact that he's a, I believe his son is, is either in uh, Manchester United or Manchester City Football Academy. Like, he's been... Oh, wow. Like, that's what I heard from when I was over there, anyway, from a few different people, that uh, yeah. he was, his son's, like, 10 years old and... You know, it's weird, like, uh, you know, your son's a half Islander and half Aussie and he's been, like, touted as the next uh, Timmy Cahill. So, oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so he's got apparently a good football player. I just thought, yeah, that's sort of his brand of footy if you were a struggling club, if he was keen to get back to Oz, but he's obviously enjoying himself. And I, I believe, basically, Dean Payle but had Josh Reynolds signed and the board overruled him, so... Um, that might have been their answer there. But, um, well, should we get this round? With Kieran Foran back this week, or apparently meant to be back this week, he's been named. He is, yeah. Um, he, he, he was always a good player who played eyes up footy as well. Yeah, yes, I should yeah. suit Johnson too, but um, the more and more I think about it, the more I think he's maybe his legs are starting to go on him if he's not willing to run the ball. So. Yes. Um, should we get to this round? Yeah, talk about some more for you? Sure, definitely. Um, so Thursday night we go to the Roosters and the Broncos. Uh, Victor Radley back into the centres. Varel's on the bench. Um, no stags or Alex Glenn for the Broncos. Not the centres. Victor Radley back in the centre of the field, I should say. Uh, Arthur's into the centres for Brisbane. And my man Herbie's onto the wing. And Turpin in doubt. Uh, how are you guys approaching this game? Trev, going to kick off? Uh, mate, I reckon Roosters are going to win. Uh, I reckon they're going to... 
uh, find it. I won't say it's going to be an easy win, but they're going to just go through the motions and they'll just uh, do what they need to do and put the points on the board. I just think the Broncos. Yeah, um, Orbison and Takiyaho back for the Roosters as well. Um, my big key matchup is uh, for this game is the centres. Uh, the Stags have obviously been suspended. Jesse Arthurs comes in. You've got um, young fella up against the. Um, I'm pretty sure he's lining up against Josh, and um, you've got Manu on the other side with. Um, sorry, I just had that up too. The other centre, but I think the Roosters have got a big um, advantage in the centres there, and I think that's where they'll be going to to look for some points. Um, I think I'm probably going to back a few more 13 plus options this week because there were so many last week, and um, yeah, I think the Roosters might um, just edge away by a few more than normal and go 13 plus. Beautiful. Um, so I agree. I'm with the Roosters. Kind of much more there. Did you even add something about the Broncos trip? Yeah, uh, as we've already counted on, I just think that they've got too much sides in their pack. Uh, Matty Lodge you know, came on last week after Alex Glenn got taken off and they just had too many big bodies out there uh, overall. And I just, yeah. uh, hopefully they, uh, Anthony Seabold can realise that and, and readjust. Uh, Cordner was good last week too, actually. We didn't mention him. Yeah, he looked uh, like he hadn't missed a beat. Really and uh, I think they've done well, Rooster, just to, they've just sort of uh, reshaped that forward pack enough that it's going to suit this solar footy with a smaller bench. Yeah, no, definitely. Next Panthers game. on a Friday night against the Warriors. Oh, sorry. Stepping in terms of Panthers uh, against the Warriors. Interesting one here. Peter Hickory's out injured. Uh, un- just about unchanged Panthers lineup. Thought here, Barn. Yeah, as you said earlier, mate, I've got um, I've got some concerns about Penrith as well, especially without Cleary in there. Um, that's where I, I, I think the Warriors win that match up in the halves. As I said earlier, Nikarima was um, looked a little bit more steady. Uh, they've obviously uh, grown. The boys have come pretty close together when they've they've come over here, and they're not doing as much travel. Blake Green is an ultimate professional as well, so I think um, they'll get the the Warriors one to twelve in that game. Okay. Yeah, what is really worrying me at the moment that Penrith have let uh, Brent Naden out again. I'm not sure what's going on there, but he's one of their main strike weapons that I believe that they're going, going to miss. Uh, Warriors, they're building again on something special, I feel. That, and I've always been a firm believer that their timing camp together is just making their bond grow bigger and it's showing out on the field at the moment. Uh, but Penrith, uh, you know, I think if they put Matt Burton into the seven jersey, and, be, and I know people say, oh, but halves are halves, one plays one side, one plays the other. But if you let Matt Burton go in seven, then he can play both sides and Lula doesn't really have to worry as much about trying to set up the play. And uh, I think it, uh, it would really help them. I agree. Um, I believe the Naden thing is just because he got such big raps on Crichton, they think he needs to be in the team. Yeah, Crichton, he's, Crichton's he's good. A superstar. Well, Crichton is good. Like, I won't go yeah. wrong there. Like, Stephen Crichton, he, he's awesome. Every time he gets the ball, like, you, you just think something good's going to happen. So you just, like, oh, you sit on the edge of your seat. What is he going to do this time? You know, but he, he's good. But I, I think they are missing Brent Naden. 
Uh, I agree. And we've needed their leading try scorer last year. Like he was, he, he didn't, didn't miss scoring often. I think yeah. he's been very unlucky. Yeah, I, I think Nathan uh, Drew was, to be honest. Yeah, he was too. He was too because he was the first time a halfback had been for whatever. Um, I'm going to go for Warriors one to twelve as well. I just think if it gets into a wrestle like it did last week, you got to go on on current form. And the Warriors have got a bit of a tail up and hopefully a bit of confidence and down in the bunker and say let's do it again, boys. And just the, the headless chalk factor of the uh, Panthers yeah, might come into play against them. Always a bit of a worry when you don't have a cemented half in your lineup. Ah, oh, that's right. But uh, I think uh, Panthers, uh, moving forward, they'll get through this. Uh, you know, I rec- they'll have another tough game. I just hope uh, a few of the players have a better attitudes come uh, this week. Mm. Oh, I, th- uh, I, think, I think they just relaxed a bit against Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think your comment earlier was, was right. Like Some good teams would have been lead. Some good halfbacks would have had them up by 20 at halftime and they just didn't. That's right. So, uh, um, game. next game is South and uh, Melbourne, which is interesting given what we said because he's an old style footy game. Who's going to adapt quicker? Well, I guess the old style two teams that it suited and now straight away into each other. Uh, who have we got in changes here? Nelson Asafa Solomon is suspended. And um, Cam Murray's moved back into 12. Liam Knight playing 13. Ethan Lowe's probably going to spend a bit of time there as well. Uh, Barney Boy? Yeah, may go in after a late, a late withdrawal last week for the Rabbits. Um, I think this game's going to be the battle of the back row. Um, both teams have uh, quite solid back row, but Storm with a little bit more depth. And um, obviously the hooker, the hookers are on show as well. This is always a big matchup. These two seem to um, pull out big games when they line up against each other, Cook and... Cook and Cameron Smith, so um, I'm expecting the Storm to probably dominate the middle a little bit. So, um, and but I don't know if either of these two teams have the same kind of strike they had this time last year in their back lines. So I'm predicting the Storm one to twelve. Yeah, I'm going to go sure. with Melbourne uh, for this game. Their bounce back factor after a defeat like this. Well, we all saw what happened last year when they got beaten in the semi-final. They played Parramatta the following week and smashed them. Yep. So I'm expecting their bounce back factor because Craig Bellamy, he expects perfection uh, from his team. And he came out and said that they played terrible. Like, we've never played so bad before. So I just expect their bounce back factor this week should be there. And remember, they, they weren't that impressive the first two rounds. I know they won, but remember, they probably could have lost both those first two games. Yeah, they're definitely right. Uh, I agree. Melbourne, I think Melbourne might even turn around and do a job on them. Put a score on them. Um, I think, yeah, they, they might uh, get into it and, and put a few points on them. They're, there's too much talent in that back row to actually be a good clash, but too much talent from Melbourne, I think, where they'll play a different structure and a quicker game and adapt, adapt as well adapt as well as they need to. Said they are, though. So, long weekend this weekend. Only two games Saturday. Eels and Manly, the game of the round, I think. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, Trev, how are you looking at this one? Oh, mate, it's going to be great. I, I can't uh, pick the against it, both teams. Like, I know Manly lost to Melbourne in round one earlier on in the year, but, mate, it's just going to be a great game to watch. Like, Parramatta, even though they've been putting big points on their opposition, they've kept their opposition to 14 points over three rounds of footy. 
and I think uh, coming up against uh, this Manly team that looked pretty good against the Bulldogs. I know people say, oh, but they played the Bulldogs, but in the day, the way they were uh, scoring their points and setting up their tries, it was pretty good to watch. They looked pretty good with the ball. So I, I can't separate the two teams at the moment. I can't pick one, anyone at the moment. Danny? Yeah, so um, Parramatta are favourites for this game. Obviously, just the, I think that comes off the back of how quick they were against Brisbane. Um, I don't think they'll get the same leeway with the, the Manly pack as they had no. with, with the Brisbane pack. Um, obviously, as we've, as I've said plenty of times, that Manly pack's probably the best one going around with the massive two front rowers and both have pretty good engines. And we've already we mentioned Thompson and Sirenen earlier and then you've got Jake at the back. So um, the whole back row could probably play 80 minutes if they had to and um, I think... I'm going to tip Manly in the upset in this game at uh, one to twelve for three dollars. It's pretty good odds. I'm going to tip. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to tip Manly as well. Uh, I'm also. I don't know. I just got a feeling that Parramatta bubble will burst at some point, but I think this style of footy suits them, so it brings this game closer together. I just think Manly uh, just waiting to boil over is a really top team this year. I think it's, it's going to be a super game, as you said. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be match of the round. They're both uh, two super impressive football teams, so it should be a good game. Yeah, but there's just so much like even blokes we haven't talked about, like um, Brad Parker playing awesome footy, Martin Tapao playing awesome, mate. Just um, they're just in form and ready to go. I think so. I think yeah, two dollars twenty five head to head or the one to twelve is a great bet. Uh, Cowboy Sharks, intriguing here because we'll see. Sharks bounce back. Are you confident, Bum? <laughs> not overly, mate. Um, Tamalolo out helps, obviously. Um, anybody be happy to see Tamalolo not on the list of the other team that they're playing on the weekend. Um, big, big go is the halves. Uh, we've also already mentioned Johnson. Um, he has to play a part here. Obviously, Moylan's coming back from injury. He's going to play six, apparently. I can see. Um, Graham and Moylan doing a fair bit of switching between uh, between each other in the game. The only reason I'm going to go, I will go for the Sharks, is because it's desperation stakes basically. So and um, hope Sharks one twelve three twenty. Yeah, I reckon this is going to be a, a tough game, and that because obviously the Cowboys are going to be without Jason Tom Wymo and his work rate. You can't replace his work rate. Doesn't matter how, how good you are, you can come near it. But I think everyone just needs to step up. Uh, I believe uh, Gavin Cooper looks like he's coming back this week, so that'll be a, a big boost uh, for the Cowboys. Uh, I, I still think the Cowboys will win, but they're going to have to do the hard yards without Jason Tomaloma. Yeah, I think I think there's too much firepower and. Sharks are a bit shot at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised if Billy Magulius ends up on the bench and plays a bit of half. Yeah, I hope so. They need him in there, and um, he does stiffen up that middle, as I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, he's a nuggety player. As I said with the halves, I mentioned the halves. Um, obviously, Cowboys are going quite well in that department, even without Morgan. Clifford looks a natural and looks like he belongs in a first-grade team. Mm. And um, exactly. Drake Water's doing some special stuff at the moment. So, yeah, I'm pretty nervous, well, he, to be honest. How how nervous would you be, Brian, if you had Tom Lolo playing around in the morning or game? Oh, yeah, no, turn it up. It'll be 13 plus. Get him over. <laughs> um, yeah. Raiders night. Got to hold on to hope, mate. Got to hold on to hope. That's all right. 
Uh, Raiders Knights on the Sunday Arvo, 4 o'clock. Uh, Connor Watson's out. Mitchell Pearce suggesting any final test. Should be playing. Kalen's back for an injury. Checks moves to the bench as a result. And uh, Raiders as per program. Uh, Simmonson comes back in, sorry, for the final test. Uh, how are we looking for this one, Trev? Yeah, man, uh, Raiders are favourites. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, with Newcastle also, I believe uh, Andrew McCulloch's uh, making his club debut for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he'll give him a, a some stability. Now, he's at that veteran stage now of his career, but he'll suit really well with Newcastle. But I just think uh, Canberra will have too much strike power for him. As much as I love Tex, Tex Hoy, <laughs> mate, I, I just think Canberra this weekend. You love George Moore? Sorry, George yeah. Williams. Yeah, George, George, George Williams at the moment. <laughs> I'm going to say Georgie Pie. Okay, for, oh, the, for the people out there, right? I know Georgie Pie is from New Zealand, the, the pie itself. But George and Pie, over in Wigan, they're known as the pie eaters. So I'm going to call him Georgie Pie. Because <laughs> they love their no, pie Trish, in Wigan. Trev's got his new darling. Uh, what about you, Brian? Yeah, so... Um as I try to do with most games, I try to pick a matchup that will decide the game. And once again, I've turned back to the halves in this game. Um, the Raiders, the two Raiders halves have probably been the two in form, apart from Cleary before he got suspended, the two in form halves in the competition. And especially as a combination, that seems to be warming up nicely. Ponga back is a massive in for the Knights. He does um, a lot of what you mentioned earlier with Tommy, uh, directing the dummy half around setting up the play two or three plays later and then trying to capitalise on that. Um, I can see there being quite a few points in this game, to be honest. And um, the Raiders might just run away with it at the end of the game uh, with the Raiders 13-plus at 250. Excellent. Uh, the 6.30 Sunday game is the Tigers and Titans. Did you ever thought, Did you ever thought? Uh, I think Raiders might put a job, put a space on them. Uh, I yeah, agree with what you've said. It's going to be interesting who Mitchell Pearce is at now. New style of footy, he's up against the hot uh, hot pack here and hot uh, halves combination. Uh, interesting where he's at. I'm a bit nervous about him being my halfback and super coach, to be honest, at the moment. But um, at least he's got more than one point this week, hopefully. You would hope so. Uh, but, uh, I think Raiders 13 plus is, is a reasonable bet to entertain. Mm-hmm. Access for the Titans, as I said, uh, they've got rid of Pete and Boyd. They're a bit of a fall from Grace and Nathan Pete from a few years ago, as well as Wallace and Whitehead. And um, Tigers, as per program, Russell Packers fit, I believe. He's not named this week, but he's fit again. And um, we'll see how we go this week. Any Jeff talk much about this game, boys? Uh, man, uh, I'm expecting Tigers to win. Like I think the Titans may come out. Nice and early on and try to prove a point. But I just think the Tigers uh, should win. Yeah, if you've got a spare super coach trade, it might be worth bringing in a Tigers outside back because you might get a few extra points this weekend. I think the Tigers um, run all over them, to be honest. Yeah, I hope so. And the clash of potential spooners, Bulldogs and Dragons, on a Monday. Who wants to talk about this contest? So we, we, are we going to call this... Uh, the whoopee cushion game of the round. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm back on the dogs yeah. just because of attitude, mate. Because dogs have had um, been the whipping boys for 12 months and still still turned up with attitude most games. Yeah. And um, the dragons haven't. So 
Um, dogs in a close uh, under 12. It, it was about this time last year where Foran came back from injury and led him to home against the Tigers. So I think he'll make a difference. Hunt's gone to six, Norman to fullback. I don't know what that means, he'll have been playing. Clunes was going to debut at seven and broke his nose, but I assume he's still playing. Um, I can't get excited. So his doggies are, are worthwhile entertaining now. Yeah, no, mate. Like, I just think uh, it should be a good game to watch because they both got something to play for. But I, I think just the Bulldogs, just as uh, Barnes said, just better attitude. And uh, I've seen it with the Bulldogs so far this year, just better attitude with everything that they're doing. And uh, and they mm-hmm. just uh, don't give up attitude, which is uh, pretty good. And I think uh, that will help them come next week because uh, I just think uh, McGregor's head's on the wall. Uh, Flanagan... There's been talk of Flanagan coming in, uh, getting his suspension from being the head coach of the NRL overturned so he can come back sooner. But my thing is, when it comes to Flanagan as being the head coach, uh, if you don't want him as a head coach, you shouldn't be an assistant coach. So if he's there right now as an assistant, bring him in as a head coach. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he should be just suspension is up. But anyway, uh, fun fact is that um, tonight would have been Origin 1. If we had gone to plan. Oh, there you go. So we would have all been watching that somewhere else, I'd say. Um, and me sitting in the bedroom by myself. Um, so, yeah, so oh, well, that's mate, in November, as you, you know. You, you would have been just where you are right now at home. Barn and I probably would have been at the Grey Gums or something. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, hopefully it wouldn't have been COVID, so it would have been anyway. This would have given me all influenza A instead. Um, <laughs> Supercoach, Barn, do you want to give us a run-through? I believe the championship was retained. Do you want to give us a quick uh, pricey on that? Yeah, mate. So, um, with the, this is, sorry. Excuse me. Um, yeah, Kyle's, Kyle got through quite comfortably against Michael um, in in their head-to-head matchup. Uh, I'm pretty sure you towed up your brother. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did any words exchanged? No. Just kept it quiet? Nah, I think he's already given up. Okay, so he's, he's put it away? <laughs> yeah, right. So any um any players of note for this round? Any changes? Um, a lot of your trades now are going to come down to where your problems are within your team, so injuries, suspensions, or just players that are completely out of form. Um, if, you, yeah, if you've got a top-priced player that's uh, put in three pretty dud performances. It might be a good time to try and get rid of them and save some money before they lose it all, and put it into another player. Um, or you're downgrading to um, obviously free up some money so you can upgrade somebody else. Uh, excuse me, uh, Elise Katoa from the Warriors went up a hundred uh, hundred thousand this weekend. I think he was the highest mover of the round. But he's still going to make a whole heap of money. So even at around two hundred and eighty thousand dollars, he's still a good pickup in the back row, and he's pumping out massive numbers. So he's probably one of the key pickups this week if you haven't already got him. Um, JT is a big question whether you hold or whether you whether it's going to be the one week or they might give him a second week to rest. And um, that kind of money is a lot of money to have sitting on your bench, not scoring your points. You know what I've done? I've sold him. I actually yeah. decided, you yeah. know what, I'd rather have Tommy Turbo for the year and I'll worry about getting him back yeah, later. Back later. I'll get rid of him. I can find the cut uh, second row he's going to make me 
you know, 70 points a week for now and worry about getting back at a later point. Yeah, that's it. You want as much money out on the field for you as you can. Uh, when yeah. you're running around, I've um I've made I did make two changes, but I've already gotten rid of them. So because the, the the balance of the team just wasn't right, I've got to try and um yeah I've got a few issues. Scramble. My big problem is my um center position at the moment. Out of my four players on the weekend, they, the highest score was thirty three. So there's a few issues going on there. Even though there's some there's some pretty highly rated players in there, but they didn't um, they haven't performed for the first few weeks for me. So. I'll be looking for a centre. I think Bradman Best might be a, um, a decent go-to. But yeah, How good is Bradman Best? He's a beast. He looked impressive, I, didn't I, he? I remember watching Bradman Best play in junior reps. Yep. And, uh, and he had something back then. And even on the weekend watching him play, you know, like, obviously he's still learning. And one thing like that impressed me, I know quite a few people said he should have won himself when he tried to pass the ball to Edric Lee. But it just shows that he's not a selfish player. Yep. And you don't have to get him this week as well because his price won't change till uh, the following week because he's only played the one game this season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he's still got another two games before you'll see a price rise out of him. Um, but, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about having to try and have a look at your team and see where it's fallen apart and um, put it back together this week. For me, anyway, uh, no, so I'm going average. I agree. Hunting disaster class, Do we need to make some money this week? Yeah, well, we neither of us made money last week, and it's um it's a reoccurring yeah. theme for me. So I've had three goes at it, and <laughs> I've missed three times. So um, do you want to have a do you want to crack this week, or do you want me to kick it off? Yeah, you kick it off. All right, I'm glad you said that because I just put my notepad down. Right. Um, so I'm going with so for the ten dollars spend, seven dollars is going on an all up manly head to head to twenty five. Warriors plus the line six and a half. Canberra minus the line seven and a half. Uh, that gives us seven dollars ninety for the seven dollars, so we're channeled about fifty five dollars. Nice. I'm then gonna have a dollar on Luke Brooks first try scorer, a dollar on uh, who have I got here? Teddy first try scorer at the ten dollars, and a dollar on Ben Hampton eight dollars fifty first try scorer in that game. I think that pet play of uh, the long ball from Jim Quarter. Hopefully those three will one of them will get one of them and we might be in front. What about you, Bar? I'm gonna to have to get you to text those to me because I didn't get them written <laughs> down in time. But um I've so, on the Canberra Tigers thirteen plus double, paying six dollars fifty. No. And um we'll uh we'll make one make one up on the run. What have we got here? Uh we'll go with uh George uh we'll go with George to score the first try in the Raiders game. Georgie Pie. Georgie Pie. Georgie Pie. He's going to score a meat pie. Georgie Pie to score <laughs> the meat try. Or the meat pie. What's he paying? Georgie. Oh, I'm uh, going to have to look at Photoshop and make it up, aren't I, if that happens? George Williams at $19 for $5 for him. Trevending for us, or are you happy just to... Uh, uh, mate, I'm just happy just to... Just to kick back and listen to you guys talk about it and just throw my two cents worth in when it's needed. Beautiful. I'm going to, uh, I think we just got wrapped up. I'm going to wrap up here and uh, I'll let you guys sign off. Um, I'll listen in and you guys can sign off, so I'm not talking over you. But good luck, everybody. Don't forget to listen to uh, Show Us Your Tips this week as well. Be when I'll be in isolation tomorrow doing that. And um, glad to have Footy back, eh? Enjoy the weekend. And uh, I'll see you guys hopefully in the weekend. Have a good one, mate. 
been a pleasure once again, Trev. Always has been. Thanks for your time, mate. We'll um, look forward to watching it all again with you on the weekend and talking about it again next talking week. Talking footy, watching footy. Uh, have to admit, Barn, mate, those ribs and potato bake were awesome. Yeah, um, just for the listeners, we uh, put on a feed for the boys and we had a couple of guys around and watched the footy on the weekend. That's why I'm a bit blurry on a few spots in the games <laughs> on the Saturday. That's all right. Because I, I did get stuck in and give myself a bit of a hiding. But, um, I don't think to anyway. you, <laughs> Thank you, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, mate, it was awesome. Uh, it was a great time got that on the weekend. Uh, I can't wait again. Like, I was talking to one of my friends the other night, and I said, oh, this was actually last night. I said, Monday and Tuesdays are the most boring days and nights of the week. And they go, why? And I go, there's no footy, there's no podcast, there's nothing. <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to do for these two days and nights? Boring, absolute nothing. But no, mate, it's been a pleasure with you boys again this week. Uh, Adrian, I hope you feel better soon, mate, and uh, get the all clear. Thanks, mate. Looking forward to seeing your face eventually. That's it. We'll see, see you all at the pub somewhere and we'll be back to talk to you soon. All right, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you later.